2: what it's going to be who you're going to be how
0: you're going to do it and then from that point the universe is going to get out your way
1: this moment in time this is your time to rise
0: Woo! i am excited to tell you guys about this you've heard me talk about it before and when i love something i tell everyone So, if you are listening and you are a network marketer or you're an entrepreneur and you're like, how do I get organized? How do I get clarity? How do I get focus? What am I supposed to do every single day? You absolutely need to go to 90dayhabits.co and get your own copy of this journal. This journal is a 90 day habit tracker. It's a workbook where you're essentially tracking every single day your mindset work, the relationships you're building, the conversations you're having, the follow up you're having. And in 90 days, if you're not where you want to be in your business, the answers lie in those pages. So go ahead and get, get yourself a copy at 90dayhabits.co and you can use the password magnetic 15 for 15% off.
1: Wow, we are in store for an absolute treat today. Our guest today, Marina Ware, is someone we've looked up to for years now. Being network marketing professionals, her and her husband have really done a good job from afar digital mentors of ours to teach and train us not to just be network marketers, but to become network marketing professionals. And she has such an empowering story. We have a lot of mutual connections that have kind of led us to today, this interview, Kayla Kraft uh, and Sandy we do coaching together. And then we just interviewed Frazier Brooks, who speaks super highly of Marina. And she is just... If you're in network marketing... She is, you, like, she is a must know. She is an absolute boss, even outside of it. She is empowering female entrepreneurs and alike, and just created like the most epic virtual stage for conferences, seminars, speaking I've ever seen. I'm excited to like just really dive into Marina's story and what she has to offer. And let's go from there.
2: Yeah. Welcome, Marina. Oh, thank you so much, guys. It's uh, my great honor and pleasure to spend some time with you today. So thank you for having me. We're so
0: happy you're here. And being that you're a guest here on Getting Magnetic, we usually love starting by asking
2: our guests, what does Getting Magnetic mean to you? I, I don't know, because, you know, it's in my kind of like my language to it, more of a uh, being a badass, you know, so that's kind of like my motto in life. And that's why I'm actually not... I. I haven't been that my entire life. It took me time to get into it and believe in myself. And uh, finally, not just having like little signs everywhere, but actually belief with my entire core. So just being more of a, you know, doer and a mover and a shaker and just, you know, live the life out loud, live the impossible. Yes, I love that. That's so good.
1: Wait, I want to paint a picture. Like for those of you, you know, you're listening to this, but we get to be face to face with Marina over video and she is in her studio, her home studio. And her backdrop is like a picture of her in a leather jacket. And it makes me like, I do not want to cross Marina. Like that's just not something I want to do. So she like kind of embodies that like, badass, you know, woman entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, I meant to start with this too, and I forgot, but I have a lot of Ukrainian friends. And I know that you were raised in the Soviet mm-hmm. Union, obviously now Ukraine. And so I wanted to start and be like, Pri- Privyet Marina. Like, Privyet. <laughs> I say that right. Privyet. Privyet. I wanted to start like that. <laughs> okay, but we like doing a quick little this or that before we kind of dive in just to break the ice a little bit. So I'm gonna, I'll start. Uh, marina do you
2: prefer coffee or tea coffee
1: Mm, me too (laughs) me too all right what about salty or savory
2: oh salty and spicy that my thing i was like i'm not a dessert person like keep it a dessert give me spicy In the jalapenos, please.
0: (laughs) I love that. Okay, I've seen you on both. So I need to know which
2: one you prefer, jet or yacht? Ooh, I cannot answer that one. (laughs) That's kind of like right into the course. Like it's a question with no answer because those two are near and dear to my heart, like in a lot of different ways because jet is... um, on one side, it's a business tool that helps us to get uh, really quickly to the places we need to be. On the other side, it's kind of a, it's a time machine, right? That you can do, get what you need, and then come back and sleep in your own bed. So that's a really big deal for people who are working like super hard, like us. So kind of like being nice to our bodies and everything. So it's also a piece of luxury because, you know, it's expensive and you can never, ever justify it with just financial decisions. Like, no, it does not make sense to take a jet because your business class ticket is going to cost you like 10 times less. But in our opinion, it's not the justification of money. It's the how we treat and respect our time. Because uh, I do believe that you can always get a lot of money or as much money as you want, but you will never get more time. So treating our time with respect—that what jets allows us to do. Yacht, on the other side, it's more of a you know a fun thing to do. We actually, I just posted last night. I just uh, secured the yacht that we're gonna take on the Greece uh, uh, around the Greek island, and it's a freaking cruise ship. Like, go to my Instagram and check it out. It's a 150-foot yacht. It's humongous. It's humongous. It's 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 a dream stretcher on one side. It definitely made me uncomfortable writing that check. And I was just like, this is insanely unreasonable and irresponsible decision. But I like it. So I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> you just,
1: you just inspired me with that because Sandy and I are planning to go to Greece for our baby moon, and I'm Greek and I've never been to Greece, and now I'm oh, like, right. shoot, when we're we're doing November and we're like, we gotta get to Greece for a baby moon, but yeah. now I'm like, oh man, we gotta get on a 150 foot yacht while in Greece. That is the play. <laughs> so <laughs> you thank know, you for when, when, lifting your mm-hmm. vision.
2: Yeah, one one thing I learned because I love travel. And when uh, I lived in Italy for quite some time, so I love south part of Italy, you know, Amalfi Coast, Positano, Capri, all that stuff. When I was watching all of those amazing places from the land, it's beautiful, gorgeous, amazing. But when you see all of that beauty from the seaside, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different experience. So when my husband and I, we tried it for the first time, we started with much smaller yachts, like a dinghy. You know, it's not really a yacht. It's like a tender for the yacht that I'm taking right now. (laughs) But seeing all that beauty from the sea, it's a whole different experience. So I was like, man, I like that. You know, things like yachts and jets, they spoil you to the point that it's really hard to go back. But not to sound kind of like braggadocious. it's uh, For me, it's who do you need to become in order to afford things like that? Because Eric and I, we did not start, you know, with a silver spoon, neither him or I, coming from completely different backgrounds, completely different upbringings. Like you said, Sandy, I'm coming from the communist country with a whole socialism spin on it. So you can imagine how messed up my thinking was. And when I came to the United States, you know, just the basic, simple things were so kind of like confusing to me. Like I remember Erica and I will lived in Minnesota at the time and we were walking around the lake and he would go and say hi to everybody and like, oh hi, oh hi, hi, hi. And people biking and running and jogging and whatever. And I'm just like, wow, you know a lot of people. He's like, no, I do not know them. I was like, then why did you say hi? Right? So for me, he was like a mind stretcher. It's like, how do you say hi to people that you do not know? So but also kind of like back forward to it, we uh, we met at a different, uh, in the stage of our lives when we both had our financial Armageddon. So he lost everything that he had around the time when we met. And I lost all my business, all my assets, everything. So we both were in like a multiple seven-figure debt when we got together. So we were digging ourselves out of that hole. And uh, now 13 years later, we have the ability to do things. So the reason why I'm telling everybody is that is, you know, first of all, what is possible for you? You know, we don't give ourselves enough credit, what we're capable of doing, but also we do not necessarily understand how dramatically things can change in a fairly short period of time. You know, 12, 13 years, in my opinion, it's a very short time. You're going to get 12 years older anyway right? Why wouldn't you be successful? Why wouldn't you be contributing and changing lives of millions of people around the world? So that's kind of like, we made that decision when we got together. And uh, by digging ourselves out of the hole and uh, growing our brand, growing our influence, growing our reach, uh, we were able to help a lot of other people to achieve their goals. And that's what contributed for us achieving our goal.
1: I love that empowering message of You know, one of the biggest things that stuck out to me is like, not like how far away is the jet or the yacht or whatever that I want to achieve. Like, who do I need to become to earn that, to deserve that, to allow that into my life, to receive that into my life? And I love the insight into you and Eric and, you know, coming from not much and building what you have now. I want to backtrack a little bit because we see you now and we think of you as this, you know, very empowering female entrepreneur, have an amazing business with your husband, Eric, network marketing pro, and we look at you as someone that'll make it happen no matter what. Have you always been that way? Can you give our listeners some insight into like, who is Marina Warre before who, who you are today right here?
2: since I was a little girl, my mom always told me that I'm powerful, I'm strong, I can achieve everything I want in life. And I was naive enough. And I believed that, right. So I started my life as that bubbly bunny, you know, I "I can do everything I want, I got it, I'm such a badass. And I started my own business when I was 18 years old, I joined my first network marketing company when I was 21. And even when I already joined network marketing, I was like, I thought I arrived, you know, because like I was making already pretty significant income, especially for my age. And I just loved the entire network marketing space, just hanging out with, uh, you know, big visionaries, with people who are dreaming and thinking outside of the box. And I was always inspired. And I would always go to all the events, all the seminars and everything. But at the same time, I did not necessarily treat it Responsibly financially, because like I, I felt like I already arrived, right? <laughs> Twenty-one. But you know, it's interesting. So I, I had that confidence, but then life started happening to me. You know, my business stopped doing as well as um, it was before, and it actually ended up being that I lost all of it, and including all of the assets because we had to leverage the assets to save the business. You know, the mistakes that you do, and that happened around the two thousand eight. So that kind of like the real estate collapse just kind of like was a last drop, you know, that put us down and all of those things. And on top of that, I was coming out of the bad marriage where I was um, not physically abused, but verbally abused. And honestly, I don't know what's worse. Obviously, nobody have to ever, ever experience the physical abuse in their life, not man, not woman, not a child, nobody. And for me, I feel like, you know what, I, I can take a punch. I feel like bruise is going to heal, you know. And I'm going to get through that pain. But what do you do when you break my heart? You know, how do you recover from that? When you break my soul, how do you recover from that? How do you heal that? And that's where I found myself in my mid-30s, being a single mom, lost all of my assets, and most importantly, lost myself. I lost my confidence. I lost belief in myself. I lost everything that I had prior and it took me time to build that back. It took me time to find that voice, to find that strength again. And it took me years. You know, it took me probably good four, five, six years. You know, to finally realize, like, you know what? Of course, we all make mistakes. Of course, we fail in life. But first of all, I was able to forgive myself for all of those mistakes and failures that I had. I was able to overcome the mom guilt. And I realized that, you know what, it's, if it is to be, it's up to me. So I have to become that powerful and strong woman who can lead by example to my kids, first of all, to show them what's possible. Because, you know, when I was at that uh, moment in my life, when I just hated the reflection in the mirror, I was just like, you're the lowest comeback, you know, it's like, who do you think you are? You're not a powerhouse. You're not a badass. Like, How did you come up with that nonsense? So when I was at that moment, I was still kind of like guilting myself and staying in that relationship because for my kids, you know, the mom guilt was like, maybe my ex is right. Maybe I'm a bad mom. Maybe I'm a bad wife. Maybe I'm a bad businesswoman. And this is the reason why all of those bad things happened to us. And that's all my fault. But at the same time, that was the time when I rejoined Network Marketing and uh, when I met Eric, and he told me, like, listen, what do you think is going to serve your kids best? Crying yourself to bed every single night or living a fulfilling and loving life when you can live at your full potential and changing lives and being happy. What do you think going to set a better example for them? And it was just like an aha moment for me because I realized he's absolutely right. Because guess what? When my kids come to me and when somebody tells them boo or somebody tells them that they're not good enough or not smart enough or whatever, they will come to me and I will try to encourage them. And I'll tell them, like, you guys go. You can reach for the moon. You can reach the stars. You can do whatever you want. And the obvious question would be, they would ask me, like, why you didn't do it? And I realized that if I'm not going to have an answer to that question, then I better do don't, don't not don't go down that road. And I decided that, you know what, I'm going to set an example for my kids of what's possible. I'm going to show them what love means. I'm going to show them what loving and caring family means. I'm going to show them, you know, what's possible, you know. And that was my inner driver to dig myself out of that hole and find my voice and find my strength. And You know, little by little, I was able to gain that confidence back. Small victories, small, you know, constant mentorship and constant personal education and personal development helped me to shift this first, because this is the most important computer that you need to worry about. Like, this is your asset. You are the asset. You are the business. So if you do not care, take care, uh, take a good care of your uh, mindset nothing else really going to matter. So I got myself on a very intense personal development journey. And uh, here I am today. <laughs> wow. It is so inspiring. I have to say,
0: like, I know between you and Eric, you guys have five kids. And then being around what you guys have created, like, just to think about the legacy and the ripple effect that's going to have, just because of how much you guys value and put an emphasis on personal growth and development and continuing to learn and grow is so inspiring. And I have to tell you too, just hearing your accent. So my mom was born and raised in Switzerland. And I've heard you say on podcasts before, like, sometimes there's been an underlying insecurity that you might say something wrong, or pronounce it incorrectly. And being that I was raised by a foreigner, like I've learned English with my mom, basically, like, So I have a lot of things that, you know, like Wade sometimes will make fun of me. Her
1: (laughs) Sandyisms, Like being raised by a foreign mom, like, oh, you've never heard of this like American. Many expressions I've never (laughs) heard of.
0: Or and so you just sharing that story about you and Eric walking around the lake and him saying hello to everyone. When I remember so fondly as a child, I'd be walking the harbor with my mom and people are like, Hi, how are you? And they keep walking and she's like why are they asking me how I'm doing? And they keep walking. Like, why aren't they waiting to listen? (laughs) So I just (laughs) just had to highlight that. That was so funny. But oh, I love your story. I love all those nuggets in there. And your story, I think, is so relatable. I know so many women. I'm specifically thinking of a couple of friends in my life that have been through some of the things you've been through in your previous marriage that have decided to stay. And I, I see such bravery and like this power in you that you, you know, walked away from that and you've completely reinvented yourself. And I wish more people had that power and belief in themselves that even in your mid thirties, you can have a total comeback and a complete reinvention of Mm -hmm. you. So I just think that's so inspiring. Um, I love
1: too, like more is caught than taught with our kids, right? We aren't parents yet. We will be soon. But it's, it's you know, we can say something, but they're really watching us, right? Or let's say you're a network marketing professional and you feel like you're, you're downliner or your kids or whatever. More is caught than taught. Like lead by actions because they're going to learn more from watching you than what you say. So like, and Marina's saying like, they were positioning it back on me like, why don't I go for my dreams and do all those things? That that like hit me to the core.
0: Yes. And I think pain drives us. And oftentimes, the biggest blessings come from like the deepest pits. Like we always say there's there's always a dip before a pop. And I know in my life, like when I reflect on where we are today and us being in business together and entrepreneurs, it took a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of loss and a lot of grief. I unexpectedly lost my mom. And We've been through quite a few things in our life that have brought us to where we are. And I think sometimes you cannot have that breakthrough moment unless you've been in the pits. So I feel like you have that perfect example of just your story and how you've evolved. I'd love to ask you, Marina, what is
2: something that people don't know about you? I think they do not know that I'm a shy person because uh, I'm an introvert and I'm kind of like learned to be... uh, like Eric calls it a situational extrovert, right? Because he's also considering himself introvert. I do not believe that he's introvert. I think that he's uh, perfectly fine, you know, in a lot of groups and big gatherings. Uh, he just does not like certain circles. That's why he's hiding from them with an excuse of being extrovert. But for me, I think it's just because I was not raised in like, oh, hi, or, you know, like, uh, yeah, let's let's jump in a big group hug and stuff like that. So for me, especially at the beginning when I moved, Eric has a big family. So uh, we lived in Minnesota and, like, he would just... Like give me like maybe like 20 minutes heads up. It's like, oh, by the way, my family's coming over. And that means that about it's about 20 people to show up in my house. I was like, dude, I don't have anything in the refrigerator. I don't know how to feed all these people. I don't have enough food and all that stuff. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to throw some chips and salsa and pizza and all that stuff. And me coming from like where... I'm not used to this kind of stuff. I, I want to cook. I love to treat my people when they come into my home. I want to be like, that's kind of like the Ukrainian thing, you know, be like a homemaker and doing all the things perfectly fine and cook and all that. And so when he would throw that stuff on me, I would just freak out. So later, I kind of like learned how to settle like, okay pizza it is boys. (laughs) But I'm a shy person. And a lot of the time, people did not know that. And they they thought that I am not very friendly, or I'm kind of like, you know, I have that resting bitch face. (laughs) Because I'm just like sitting there and not interacting with each other, or with all of them, but not necessarily realizing it's just my mechanism of just, you know, being in my own corner and just kind of like gathering my courage to go and meet a bunch of new people.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I you know, I think about and I see, you know, we see all of your successes today where you I want to get into those and creating the biggest virtual stage for conferences. I want to talk through the vision for that. Being almost every network marketer's upline in network marketing pro. And even before that though, I think we learned so much through failure, through learning lessons. So What is something you could look back on and be like, what is your biggest learning lesson to date or something you learned from failure to help you get to where you are today?
2: So first of all, is not being afraid of failure right? Because um, our mistakes, our challenges, our obstacles, that's what makes us stronger. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. And I think the biggest challenge happens is when a lot of people are trying to avoid it, when they think it's something to be ashamed of, when they think it's something to, you know, stay away from. And because we've been taught since we were little kids, you know, don't uh, put your dirty laundry out there in the world. And mistakes, failures considered to be dirty laundry, because like, oh, you are not perfect. Oh, my gosh, everybody else are, and you are the only one. Well, first of all, there is no such a thing as perfect. We all have our insecurities. We all have our weaknesses. We all have the things that we need to work on. So first of all, realizing that failure is necessary if you want to be successful. I saw the statistic a while back that shocked me to the core. 98% of people die without fulfilling their dreams. And the reason why they not go after them is because they're afraid to fail. So just think about it for a second. People are afraid to fail. And because of that, they would rather settle for the mediocre life. They would rather settle for average. They would rather settle for whatever they think is secure instead of, you know, reaching for the stars, instead of trying to do something with their lives. You know, if you were born poor, it's not your responsibility. But if you die poor, in my opinion, it is because you you can find a way to tip into the um, world's abundance, you know, especially inside of our profession. I do believe strongly that network marketing is a gift. You know, we have the opportunity to average people to test their entrepreneurial muscles. They can try and start their own business with a very, very minimal investment. And uh, they obviously, that's kind of like a blessing and a curse at the same time, because people think that, oh, because the investment is so small. They don't need to work hard. The investment is not necessarily what you're putting into this business. It's your blood, sweat, and tears, your sweat equity. That's what is required. You know, facing your fears. That's what is required. You know, learning through the process, uh, building your belief, building your confidence. That's what's required to be successful in this business. And the beauty of that. Network marketing is very forgiving. You can still make money and pretty good chunk of money while you're learning, while you're growing, while you on this, while you're on that journey. So understanding that part and you know, not be ashamed of failure. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. I am who I am today because of those mistakes, because of the things that I messed up and fall on my face big time, because I did not lay there. Here's the difference. There is no shame to fail. There is a shame to not stand up. It's totally cool. It's totally fine to make mistakes. It's normal. Not learning from them, it's kind of a stupid. And not making a better plan moving forward, it's not really a smart idea. But when you make a mistake, you need to learn from that and you need to move forward. You cannot just throw a pity party for yourself for the rest of your life and say, hey, look at how world is unfair and what do you expect from me? Because I can tell you millions of stories that from where I'm coming, you cannot expect anything from me because like, guess what? I've been born and raised with a communist mentality that my brain was so washed. I'll tell you a quick story. It's kind of like off the topic, but I it just helps you understand where I'm coming from. It's like, I remember I'm seven years old. I'm coming from the um, my school day in the first grade and I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm crying and kind of like it's just enormously because Brezhnev, who was the ruler of the country at the time, died. And in my seven-year-old head, I have all these thoughts going through my mind. like, how am I going to live? He just died. So we were brainwashed to the point that you only can be, you know… Manipulated, not manipulated, we did not understand that word at the time, but you, you need to be told what to do. You need to be told how to live. And by somebody else's uh, magic power, they're going to make your life happy. And if that magic power somehow disappears, you are, you're going to die also because you cannot take care of yourself. You are not, you are not even a thinking. Organism, you know, you're just a marionette in somebody else's, like, you know, some like a puppet in somebody else's theater. So that was my mindset. So going out of that shell, going out of like and realizing, look, oh, I guess I'm not a puppet. I guess I have my own brain. I have my own ideas. I have my own desires. I have my own wishes and things that I would like to do in life. So Like I said, you can either have, you know, all the excuses in the world, you can blame whoever you want to blame, or you can uh, find a way to make things happen because you cannot have both, you know, you cannot have results and excuses, you need to kind of like pick one or the other, you either can throw a pity party for yourself and stay in that state for forever. And it feels good for a second, because like, it's never my fault, you know, it's government, it's my company failed on me, they just changed the comp plan, they just threw a new product in the mix. And that just messed up my entire business idea, whatever, right? So you can go on that rabbit hole for forever, and it feels good for a minute, but the problem is that it's not going to produce any results, it's not going to add to your bank account, it's not going to get add to your self-esteem, so it's not going to change your life for the better. But taking the responsibility and realizing, like, you know what, I'm in control, I'm in charge, it's my life. Yes, not all t- all the time things going to happen the way I want them to happen, but I'm going to control what I can control and I'm going to let go of the rest. So that's been kind of like my constant realization is to, first of all, understanding that everything happens for a reason. And like you said, at some point, you know, the biggest curse can end up being biggest blessing in the sky because it got you into that aha moment or helped you to wake up from the dream that you were living in and realize like, oh, Wow. I can do so much more or, oh, wow, there is so much more to life than what I thought it is. Mm. Wow.
0: I love listening to your stories. I got totally sucked into that and just envisioning seven-year-old Marina, like being devastated by that. And it's just amazing to think that you can have that mindset for a good portion of those molding years of your life, but you can Totally breakthrough. Yeah. And I love what you just said. I want to make sure everyone heard that, that you cannot have results and excuses. Mm. So many people have excuses nonstop, every day, all the time, on repeat. And they wonder why they don't have the results. And it's like, we have to take ownership of things and we have to own our mistakes and know that that's part of the process, lean into it, and then, you know, get into action to make those results happen. So, oh, I love that. Okay.
1: Wait, I I think too, my biggest takeaway from that is like, Marina literally her her country had a ruler and and you know she she told that story but to translate that to those out there listening who are rulers in your life is it your parents judging you is it you know people your friends like giving you negative feedback is it are you letting these other people rule your decisions and how you step in bravely into what you're doing who is ruling like identify that is it your spouse who who doesn't think you'll be successful in your network marketing business or whatever that is. But what she said, when you take 100% responsibility of your mindset and like, I'm going to take responsibility for good and bad of what I can control in my life and no one else is my ruler now. Like it's, it's, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So that that, ah, that is so empowering, especially for those network marketers out there
2: building their businesses. I want to ask you, Marina, what is your proudest moment? Oh, I I have several of them. The first I actually thought about it was uh, Tony Robbins. He was speaking at our event. I don't remember. It probably was already like a second or the third time he was speaking. And he asked the question for the audience to write it down in their notes. What is the proudest moment of your life? And I thought about it. And then later, I when I was sitting with Tony in the green room, I was like, Tony, remember when you asked that question? For me, the answer is right now, because I'm a girl coming from Ukraine. With all crazy, you know, upbringing and uh, you know stigma of the society and the culture and all of that, and now I'm here, in sitting in a capitalism country, right? With my social upbringing, and I have the biggest uh, between me and my husband, we have the biggest stage in network marketing profession and for the entrepreneurs in general. And people who were my mentors, who were my idols, people that I was looking up to and learning from, that was the event when Bob Proctor was on stage and Robert Kiyosaki was on stage and Tony Robbins was on stage. And I was like, all of you, my idols, you are on my stage. You know, people that I thought I will never ever be able to meet in my life because I was going through their books and their documentaries and their courses and their trainings and everything. And they were just like, you know they were like superstars for me they were celebrities and now all of a sudden you my peers you my friends and you know i can sit at the same table with you i mean it's a it's a big deal for me so that's my proudest moment was at that time to have the ability to grow myself like we started with like, yeah, who do you need to become in order to afford those yachts and jets? Who did I need to become in order for me to sit at the same table with Sir Richard Branson, with Magic Johnson, with uh, I just had Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Hudson at the women's event? Who do you need to become so you can earn the seat at the table with, um, you know, big thinkers, big visionaries, successful people? So that was like a big aha for me and a super proud moment And another one very recently was in building the studio because it was a a super crazy project, super tight deadline. It's like, it's insane. I honestly, if you asked me to repeat it now, knowing everything I know, I would not be able to because there was a lot of you know, moving parts and pieces. The team worked tirelessly. We were literally working 24 seven because we were going through in the construction time, we were in Thanksgiving. My team was working on Thanksgiving. I brought them turkey. I brought them kind of like all the stuffing and all that stuff. And they were eating and working through the Thanksgiving. So that's how tight our schedule was. So being able to deliver on that promise to myself and to my community was another very big kind of like proud moment in my life.
1: Mm -hmm. I love it. Very I've heard inspiring. That, that vision you had for that, Could you actually walk me through that? Like, so this stage for people who don't know what it is, like the vision you had for it and how you brought it to life, could you just give like listeners some insight into that? And I know you guys, I think I heard on, on an in- interview you did, you and Eric both did like 90 day sprints in this and just like working tirelessly towards it. Like, what did it look like to make that vision come to life?
2: It is uh, scary, <laughs> you know, it's like Eric and I, we were sitting last August, we already pre-sold 7,000 tickets in our previous event for the GoPro. And we, uh, so in December of what was it, 2019, we sold 7,000 tickets to 2020 event. And we were thinking like, hey, we're going to sell another two, three times that number. So we're going to have about 15 or 20,000 people at the GoPro in 2020, and then COVID hit, right? And we kind of like everybody, we were just kind of like, crossing our fingers and hoping for the best for a minute, and just looking what's going to happen if things going to change. And uh, in early August, we realized nothing is going to change, at least for the uh, live events. So we will not be able to have even our 7,000 tickets because we were not even promoting because we in any good conscious of mind, we couldn't even promote it because we didn't know what we were promoting to. So But I still have that 7,000 people that are coming or at least hoping to get some information and get the value that was promised. So we had to deliver on that promise. And Eric and I, would just sit down and we're just like, okay, so how are we going to do it? And we thought about, it's like, okay, we cannot do just a basic webinar because it's just not going to work. We cannot keep people engaged, you know, sitting in front of the Zoom for three days. It's just not going to happen. It's like the attention span... For teenager is like uh, eight seconds. For grown up, probably like thirty. So that's as, as good as we can look for. And then we decided that we just need to build a virtual studio because we already seen Tony Robbins did something similar. And um, Eric and I kind of like I remember like today we had a meeting with the team. And Eric is like, okay, we're gonna build a studio. Yes, yes. Okay, we're gonna build the studio. Okay, who is going to build the studio? And I kind of like look left and right, and I was like, I will. And Eric looked at me kind of like in disbelief because I'd never done anything like this. And I did not even know what the heck I just signed up for. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And I started building the team. And there were a lot of hiccups on the way because I had to switch the team. And I cannot tell you how, you know, how scary it was because, um You know, when you do not necessarily know what you're doing, you're really putting a lot of trust into the people that you think are the right people to get the job done. And like almost a month in, I realized that the people I put all of my trust into are not the right people, they're not going to get me through the finish line. So I had to switch horses in the middle of the race. That's not fun. So but at the same time, I, I did not know can I make it happen with a new team, but I knew for sure, I cannot make it with the old team. So finding a new team, building that team and learning as I go, in the entire process, you know, that's why I'm telling that everything that happens is, uh, first of all, is happening for a reason, but it's all teaching you and preparing you for the next big challenge or big project. So me kind of like, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but like, it took me four years to build our house, right? The house that I'm sitting in right now, it's our dream home. It took me four years to build. You know, I started as a fun project that you guys going to do it. I'm just going to be a happy wife, happy life, you know, kind of like doing a little things here and there, just picking up the art. Uh, and I ended up being homeowner builder, right? It became my full-time job to finish this house. So it took me four years. But guess what? The things that I learned in that process prepared me for the studio build-out because I got a f- totally empty shell. If you can imagine, 50,000-square-foot facility is just like a brand-new warehouse building, huge totally empty shell with no air conditioning with uh, not enough, I mean, it's like it had power, but it needs to be distributed through the building. And we, we took the half of that space, 25,000 square feet. So I had to build a demising wall. We had to do air conditioning. We had to do everything because a lot of the technology produces a lot of heat. So we need to make sure that taking care of and the speakers on stage and not sweating on camera and being comfortable. So a lot of different pieces of technology that people prior did not put together. So it was, um, like you said. Wait, it was a ninety-day game run for me and for Eric because I was doing my my own ninety-day push by building the studio, learning through kind of like on the go about the technology, how to put all these pieces together. While Eric was doing his own, he was promoting the event because we started with seven thousand tickets, and we ended up having uh, thirty-six thousand people participating in that December event. So he was promoting events and selling tickets while I was building the studio as we go. So there were a lot of moments when you know, I did not know if I'm going to make it happen. You know, there were a lot of moments when I was just like so scared and so overwhelmed and so exhausted because, uh, we were literally working 12, 14 hours every single day for three months. During those three months, I probably slept on average two, three hours every single night. So I was like on the huge adrenaline rush on the huge stress. So that's, that was my fuel I was running on. And you know, it's, it's a funny story, but, uh, there is a good lesson in it. I remember one morning I'm walking into our bedroom after I wrote the biggest check of my life, you know, in one amount, because I wrote similar amounts, but over time, but this was like one time it's gone off the door, like right now. So when I wrote that check, I got overwhelmed with fear. And I got overwhelmed, like, did I just do the right thing? or what if we fail? What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? What if this? What if that? So I'm kind of like walking into the bathroom because it was so early and Eric was sleeping. And I was like, dude, wake up, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what we did, ju- what we did just do. And And he's like, can we get the wire back? I'm calling my CFO. I was like, can I stop the wire? And she's like, you have to have a very uh, serious reason for us to do that. But technically, you can't. And I realized that, you know, me peeing my pants, not necessarily good reason for the bank wire to be stopped. And I was like, "Okay, I guess that's the point of not return. You know, that's the moment when we made a decision that we're going to make it happen one way or the other. We're gonna make it happen because there is only way forward. Because the bridge is a burn, there is no way to go back. And you would be surprised how much you can accomplish when your back is against the wall. You would be surprised when failure is not an option. Of course, you're gonna make mistakes, but but quitting is not an option. So when I realized that, and when I got into that state, I started working even harder. I started uh, working even with more intensity because I did not have you know a place to fall back into. So that was a pretty pretty intense 90 days but it built my confidence so significantly i feel like i had a personal not even a growth, like a personal stretch in those 90 days to the such a degree that I feel like years and years and years were condensed in those three months because I, I came out of it much stronger, much more confident, much more believing in my own abilities. I discovered that I'm actually a badass, you know, because like before I was convincing myself and I was telling myself I had like you know, little signs everywhere, I have a badass on the plates of my car, you know, all those different weird things, but I did not believe it to the core, you know, that I am capable of moving mountains, you know, and accomplishing that project with such a success, I learned that I'm capable, I'm deserving, I'm worthy, and uh, all of those things contributed to my personal growth and my confidence big, big, big time.
1: Oh, that is, I love that. Sometimes you just got to go for it, take that huge leap of faith and it will stretch you. You when, when you burn the ships like Marina did, they wrote the biggest check ever to the point where they were like, can we get this back? But sometimes when you burn those ships and option A, forging ahead is the only option. That's where we learn the most. We're going to make it happen. As humans, we are so resilient. We will make it happen. So that is Super empowering. Okay, one of the last questions here before we wrap up, Marina. So you and your husband, Eric, work together. Sandy and I work together in our network marketing business, in this podcast, we're co-hosts, Getting Magnetic, in our 90-Day Habits Journal for Network Marketers. Everything, we have an investment company together. Everything we do is together. For those out there listening, help them understand or empower. Like, let's say that they were interested in them. How do you and Eric navigate entrepreneurship, building business together, Do you like lean into each other's strengths or what does that look like for you guys?
2: Well, uh, here's the thing: uh, there is a bl- blessing and a curse at the same time uh, by working together. Some people are meant to work together; some people are not, you know. And I keep hearing, especially from the women inside of our space, they're coming as like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I just wish I had what you and Eric have, and I wish I, we were a power couple." But my husband is totally unsupportive. Well, my husband is this, or well, my husband is that, or well, my spouse is this. So, first of all, there are a lot of different dynamics in our in our business because, especially if it's a female-driven company, you know when you have like a female, mostly female products. that is a female-driven company. And sometimes those girls, they're not necessarily want their spouses to be building the business with them because it's my business. I built it. Now you all of a sudden coming and telling me how to do my business. No, thank you. You just stay there, right? So that's one dynamic. Another dynamic is when they come, you really want them to come, but now they come and now they all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's my business, it's my downline, you're going to do this and this and this. And now they mess up all your process, they mess up your culture and do all that stuff. So that's another kind of like extreme. But of course, working together, if uh, people can work together, it's it's a really big blessing because for us especially, it took us time to get to the point where... Where we built because, like, we're both very strong people with uh, strong personalities, with like, with strong ideas. Like I always said, I'm not bossy. I just have bad ideas, right? So it took us it took us time to learn how to coexist and not just coexist, but prosper as business partners and partners in life. Because if something happens in your business life, right, if there is some disagreement or whatever, and now you take it back into your personal life, now you have a mess in your hands and you do not want that. But in my opinion, there are two very important things that need to be present in every person's life, personal or professional. It's trust and respect. If there is no trust and respect, For me, it's just a matter of time when this relationship is going to be over. So understanding that, that those are my very high values, Eric and I had to sit down and right at the beginning of our relationship to come to understanding that we have to build this on a solid foundation. I'm not going to, I'm not even be able to build an empire on a sandbar. You know, I, it needs to be a solid foundation. And in order for us to get to that solid foundation, we need to build it on a relationship of trust. So it took time because not because like, oh, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. The trust I'm talking about is, you know, being vulnerable and be OK to be vulnerable in front of your spouse and not and knowing that you're not going to get the poking back. It's like, oh, look at you. You're so dumb. Look at you. You're so like blonde or whatever, you know, all those different things. Just understanding that the reason why building the studio, such an insane project, was successful for me and Eric, because we trust each other unconditionally. I knew that he will deliver on the tasks. I knew it. I knew that he will promote the event and people will show up. And because it was $20 million studio, we did not have $20 million, you know. So he was actually promoting and making money To a certain degree, obviously, not not all 20 million, but so I can pay the bills on the other side. At the same time, he was trusting me so unconditionally because if I do not deliver on my promise, all these people that he just promoted to, there will be no place for them to show up. So us trusting and knowing we're going to get the job done at the best of our abilities was really, really important. And also understanding that he knows I got his back no matter what. We all make mistakes, we're all humans. And I know he got my back too. You know, I made some financial mistakes in our business and he made some too. But we understand that, you know, we trust each other. We know it was not done from malicious intent or whatever. It's just, you know, we humans, we learn and grow. So just make sure you learn from those mistakes and don't repeat them again. So building that unconditional trust was really important and respect because he knows that, I'm very proud person. And it's like, that's the way you're going to trigger my buttons. If you just disrespect me, I'm just going to walk away and I'm gone, you know, because I'm at the point of my life that I think one of the luxuries of being successful is you can choose people that you can work with and you can choose people that you want to live with, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of women get stuck in abusive relationships like I was stuck in the relationship, verbally abusive relationship, because we're looking for that security. And that security is not really a security because it's not secure. We just fool ourselves that that's how everybody else lives. We fool ourselves that, you know, being constantly in fights and constantly being going to consultants and uh, to the, whatever you call them, the couples counseling and all that stuff is normal. No, it's not. It's not normal. You know, I learned that, you know, the true love exists. I learned that true partnerships exist. You know, I learned that you can be absolutely happy and work together. You know, I learned all of those things when they were not necessarily true in my previous marriage or Eric's previous marriage. So I'm understanding that it's going to take time, right? It's going to take time to build that solid foundation. It's going to take time because especially for us coming from different cultures, different, he had his previous marriage. I had my previous marriage. We had baggage from both of those relationships and psychic damage from those relationships because certain things would trigger certain behavior or certain reaction, right? So you kind of like try to avoid that behavior. So being honest in his previous marriage was not necessarily something that was rewarded, especially if you're not happy about something. So kind of like constantly teaching each other and pulling each other is that that's okay. It's safe. I'm not going to punish you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to, you know, tell you you're dumb or whatever, or stab you in the back because you messed up or because you told me that you are not happy with this and this and that, You know so. It takes time. it takes time to get to that level of trust and respect, but once you get there man it's it it feels like the universe opens up to you and pours you with the uh, amazing opportunities, amazing people in your life once once you get to that stage. so I wish for everybody like Eric and I would call ourselves two headed monster, us against the world, so I wish you guys in your personal relationships, get to the state where you are a powerhouse and uh going through your life and your business with the love and respect and trust to each other. Wow. What an answer, Marina. I love
0: listening to you. I could listen to you all day. And honestly, what you said at the beginning, how people will come and be like, oh, my spouse isn't supportive or how do you do that? People say that type of stuff all the time. And it definitely is a learning journey. We're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. We're still figuring out our strengths and leaning into each other's, you know, like, okay, you're going to own that. I'm going to own this. We make mistakes every day. But truly, I so agree with you that it comes down to trust and respect. And mm-hmm. you guys do a beautiful job of exemplifying that. And you absolutely are a badass. It's been fantastic to have you on mm-hmm. here today. We are so grateful for you. And I would love for you to tell our listeners who I know are going to want more of Marina, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Tell us about maybe your next event or any ways people can stay in touch with what's up with Marina and Eric worry
2: well, probably the, the easiest one is to follow me on Instagram because like I'm not necessarily a Facebook girl, kind of like lost interest for that platform, even though we do a lot of business on the platform. But I personally spend most of my time on Instagram. So uh, find Marina Worry. I have like about like 43,000 followers right now. I'm just giving you this heads up only because, you know, there are a lot of fake accounts and a lot. there are a lot of like Marina this, Marina that, whatever. So if you see an account that has like a couple hundred people, it's probably not the real account. So, yeah. So just uh, find the the real one and follow that one. And uh, I do some inspirational stuff there. I just uh, I communicate with my audience there. I do go live sometimes on uh, Eric main page, Network Marketing Pro with Eric Worry on Facebook. So I do love that. And uh, GoPro is going to be our biggest next event because it's going to be super fun. We learned so many amazing things from the last year. We had over 180,000 people, women specifically, participating at the women's event last, I mean, this May, which was an incredible experience. And we we learned so much how to make this experience even more interactive, even more better, even more fun, more valuable. So I'm super excited about what go- GoPro this year going to look like. So, yeah, follow me, for Eric, and uh, you will know everything that is happening in our world. And there are going to be a lot of good things that we can help you to see a bigger picture in your life, uh, in a personal, professional, and network marketing life. Well, thank you for being part of this. And thank you for
0: helping us check something off our bucket list of having you here as a mm-hmm. guest. <laughs> it truly is an honor. Thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I just want to finish with a couple words to all of your audience. Dream bigger. And uh, dream faster, you know, make things faster because we all have most of our limiting beliefs that are ruling our lives and we're not dreaming big enough. So, if your dreams are not scaring you, they're not that, that means that you are not dreaming big enough. So, that would be the biggest advice I would give to myself when I was starting. I would not change anything. My learning experiences, my mistakes, my failures, I would leave all of that, but I would just tell that girl. Dream bigger and more faster. That would be my best advice.
1: Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, Marina. So much value. We are so grateful to connect with you here. And we look forward to meeting you in person one day.
0: It's
2: happening. I <laughs> would love it. Well, thank you so much, guys. And have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Well, we can officially
0: check that off of our bucket list.
1: That was amazing. So, so
0: grateful to have had Marina on. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I double dog dare you to screenshot your phone right now. You're probably listening on your phone and share it on your stories. Tag Marina. You can find her handle. She's M A R I N A W O R R E, Marina Worry. Tag Getting Magnetic. You can tag me, Sandy Claus Seven, and you can tag Wade, which is Wellness with Wade. We are so appreciative of you just spreading the word of loving our podcast and loving the messages and the guests that we share on here. So, It really is the ultimate compliment when you share it.
1: And we are also going to do another special edition. We are going to give away $50 to someone random who leaves a review after this episode is aired, a five-star review. We're going to pick someone out. We're going to read it. We're going to PayPal you $50. So we'll get connected with you there. So we are appreciative of your reviews, of you guys sharing it. We see you. We're so grateful for you. You guys are why we do this podcast why it is even on air and until next time only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible
0: so remember you are magnetic